Proverbs 12, there in your Bibles, let's go there. I guess you're probably almost there. I need to get there too. And I love the book of Proverbs. I try, have tried since a teenager, uh, making it a practice to read a proverb of the day. There's 31 chapters, and so we try to read the, uh, the, uh, the chapter that is with the day of the month. This morning, read Proverbs 22. In the end of that chapter, it talks about not making friends with an angry man. And, um, and you know, if you do, then maybe you could fall into that snare. And basically, I took that as two ways this morning. I don't want to be an angry person and be a stumbling block to somebody else, but I also don't want to, want to be careful who my friends are, those that I'm letting influence my life. And so I uh, hope that maybe you as well could make that be a simple challenge to you. It only takes a couple minutes to read through a chapter of Proverbs a day. And uh, really, uh, you've heard me say this before, but 15 minutes a day is less than 1% of your 24-hour day. And so I hope uh, as those that want to um, please God and, and seek after his wisdom, I hope we can at least give him 15 minutes a day in the word of God. And I can't stress enough, uh, as, I, as life goes on, I'm realizing how important it is to walk with God. Uh, it is such an important thing as, as a Christian, um, as a husband, as a dad, um, as just a, a co-worker for me to make sure that I'm emptying myself of myself and filling myself with the Spirit. Uh, of God and to get into his word each and every day. Uh, I, I'm thankful for the word of God. If I, we were just to get up here and give a motivational speech, hey, maybe it would sound good, but it probably wouldn't stick very long. I'm glad that we have the word of God to stand on and to preach the word of God uh, that is, uh, his word will not return void. But look at Proverbs 12, verse number 15. It says this, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is what? Wise. Now, I see there's two different types of people just in this simple verse, and really all through the book of Proverbs, you can see that there's a fool and there's a wise person. I think many of us in here, if not all of us, there's always one person who likes to go against the, uh, the current there, but uh, I would like to be considered as a wise person. I don't want to be a fool. Uh, if we were to give testimony some decisions we've made, some choices, many of us would say, I probably fall more into the category of a fool sometimes rather than uh, being wise. You know, I can, I, I say this quite often, I can start talking before my brain's in motion to say, that's not the right thing to say. Um, you've heard me even do it from the pulpit. I'll, I'll, I'll joke and it comes out and it's like, oh man, I just completely ruined, uh, <laughs> completely ruined what was going on there. And it's just, it, you gotta, there's always a choice. Uh, I, I read Proverbs 12, 15, I think about how um, literally fools, uh, they think that they're right. Maybe you've been there. I, 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 there's been so many times in my life, I was so sure on something, and then I realized, wow, I was absolutely wrong about that. Maybe many of you can give testimony to that as well. And so the question this morning is, do we wanna be wise? Or do we want to be a fool? And I think many of us would say we want to be wise. Uh, there in your worksheet, just by way of introduction, every day you, you make choices that will either draw you nearer to God or push you farther away from him. And there, that, is, that is so true. Each and every day we have the opportunity to draw closer to him, and we are as close to God as we choose to be. He's not a God that forces himself on anybody uh, you know, that's, that's why a lot of times I get really frustrated when people will say, uh, you know, his grace is irresistible. Uh, many people actually resist Christ. Uh, you can't, re you, you, you people that are not saved, they choose to resist Christ. Um, and it's a choice. God gives us a choice to accept his gift of salvation. I think of uh, just lost family members in my own family that I, my heart's broken that they literally will say, I want nothing to do with Jesus Christ. 
they have no idea what they just said. And it hurts my heart when they say that, and, I'll, and I just try to encourage them. And so, and I, I know that maybe you've been through a lot. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but when you know the person who's in control, you just trust God. And that's, that's really what Christianity boils down to is faith. Uh, there's so many, so many different type of, if I can use that word loosely this morning, so many different types of religions out there. Uh, but what separates Christianity from all of them is the person who we follow, and that's Jesus Christ. And the, the thing that's different about that person than any other maybe religion of maybe Buddha, uh, people that follow Buddha or Islam and all that is we serve a God who is resurrected from the dead. Uh, all the other ones, their man that they're following is still dead in the grave. And so we have something to talk about. A risen Savior. He is risen today. And I uh, hope that that is a choice that each and every one of us make every, every day a purpose. That is our purpose, is to tell people about Jesus Christ. And you'll have a choice every day whether to share that or not. Uh, so today I'd like to just look at several passages of Scripture. Uh, the references are written down there on your worksheet. Um, we'll turn to most of them. Many times I'll just for sake of time read, read it for you. But I want to just look at um, four different ways how to make foolish choices this morning. How to make foolish choices. Uh, number one, number one this morning, don't worry about what God wants for you. Don't worry about what God wants for you. And if I could speak a little bit to the teenagers this morning and also the adults, we can apply this to our life. But many times as a teenager, I struggled with God's will. I thought, well, when I graduate high school, then I'll do God's will. Oh, well, then I went to college. And then I said, when I graduate college, then I'll do God's will. And you know, I missed it for many years. To, to, the, the, the fact of the matter is this, that all of us have a purpose today. All of us have God's will today to fulfill his will today. And it looks different from everybody, uh, everybody in this room, but again, we all have the same mission as a believer and follower of Christ is to share the gospel with this lost and dying world. You know, if you just uh, you, you think about what the world's philosophy is, and I say this many times, but it is, it's true. Uh, I was thinking about preaching a message this morning, five things Jesus Christ never said. And one of the things that this world's philosophy is, it says, follow your heart, do whatever makes you happy. And that's not what the Bible says. Jesus actually said, follow me. Uh, and the Bible says that the heart is deceitful, it's wicked. And uh, I think about just many times that some silly, foolish decisions. And if I can use this word, um, this word's a little bit of a cuss word in our family, but stupid. Uh, many times I've made some stupid and dumb decisions. That's, uh, that's the Greek word. No, that's not the Greek word there, but uh, foolish decisions. And many times I can make something, just make myself look like a fool. A preacher many years ago said this to me. He said, Caleb, stop looking at the rear view, rear view mirror to determine where you're going. Start looking through the windshield at who you're following. Stop looking at your past. Stop looking uh, back, what used to, but look towards Jesus Christ and keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. I know you're there in Proverbs. If you can, let's go to Proverbs chapter 21. I want you to look at this, these two verses here in Proverbs 21. Talking about the choices that we make. It could be a foolish or it could be a wise choice. Verse 2 in Proverbs 21, it says this, every way of a man is what? Right in his own eyes. But the Lord, what? Pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. I love verse 2 there. Every man is right in his own eyes. You know what? It's very easy for me to look around and say, that person thinks they're right. And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, 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 hang on a second. I think I'm, think I'm right. I'm right in my own eyes. But the Lord pondereth what? The hearts. And uh, several weeks ago we, we looked at, uh, on a Wednesday night, the heart. And uh, that has been on my mind uh, many, 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 many times after that, just the Lord pondereth the hearts. Uh, what is in your heart, that's the decision that you're going to make. 
Um, how about this? Uh, if I can illustrate it this way, if there's ever been a, uh, something that you've gone through and uh, you, maybe you, got, you had a bad experience, maybe you had a good experience, but then somebody else is kind of about to go through the same experience and you want to share, especially if it's bad, uh, you say, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Uh, for me, it would have been uh, my mom and my dad explained to me, hey, be very careful with this thing called a credit card. And uh, I said, oh yeah, I know all about that. And then all of a sudden I swiped and swiped and swiped and then they called at the end of the month and they wanted their money and I thought I had more time. And uh, all of a sudden that, that bill was more, way more uh, than I actually spent in the first place. And I had to say, what a foolish decision that I made. And uh, I guess I had to learn the hard way there with that. But let me just say it this way. <laughs> We don't need maybe just a, another thing from God. We don't need another revelation, another message, if you will. No, please keep, we do need to keep listening to God. But we just, we need to start obeying what he's already told us to do. And there's some choices. And I think about many times in my own life where uh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just stop and I think about how many times that the Lord was very gracious with me but, um, when I made a foolish decision. And so that was not wise. But if I did it again, it was almost like, hey, <laughs> Uh, what is that phrase? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, or you know what I'm trying to say. But uh, I think it's in uh, I think it's in first opinions there. I don't know what Bible uh, that's in. But uh, all that to say is I, I, we need to start practicing what we've been taught. You know what? There's some things in my life that over my life where I realized I didn't I didn't realize I was in the Bible. <laughs> I, I need to read my Bible more and to search His Scriptures and see what He has for me. I think many times we don't practice good decisions or good choices or follow after God just because we don't spend enough time searching what he's told us to do. Uh, there's so many answers in there. You just got to gotta seek it out for yourselves. Uh, let's go to Proverbs chapter 6. We'll look at a se several verses here in Proverbs chapter 6. How to make foolish decisions. Number one, don't worry about what God wants for you. Proverbs 6 verse 20 says this. <clears throat> My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. When thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. I want to ask you today, how much, how much scripture do we have in our heart this morning? Uh, I think many of us, even maybe the person in here that knows the most would say, not enough. I don't have enough scripture in my heart. And uh, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not what? sin against thee. And many times that's our most powerful tool is the word of God. And we don't even put that to practice. We don't take time to read what God has told us to do. Uh, we need to get to, to, to know God and his guidance. I think about this. Uh, people in my life that I, that I trust, I trust them um, very much so because I know who they are. Uh, I've gotten very close to them. And so, of me, of little faith, many times that I, I know, I believe I know who God is, but many times there's some, I just, I'm not sure about this. Uh, but the more I get to know God, uh, let me say it this way, sometimes it doesn't make sense what God is having you go through or the decision that you're being dealt, if you will. But it makes sense when you know who is in control. Lord, I'm just going to trust you. That's easy to say from here. It's another thing to actually do it. Uh, such a such a silly uh, illustration this morning, if I could share this with you, is um, you know, I, don't, I don't thank God like I should. I thank him when everything's okay, uh, and then when everything's wrong, I say, Lord, what are you doing? Uh, just this last week, uh, my son Rowan, who's two years old, he found his way back into our, 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 uh, our, our, our minivan, and he decided to have a little adventure in there and lock the doors and all that. Uh, and uh, thankfully, we had the keys. Uh, we, uh, we locked him in there for a little bit longer. No. Um, 
But he was just having a time in there, and a big grin on his face, Rowan, let's go, and he shook his head no, and um, probably should have been spanked, but he's the favorite, so um, we didn't do that. Uh, but we got him out, and also the next day we get in the car, and guess what? This is, this is the worst thing. The DVD player was not working all of a sudden. And um, I, I, I'm thinking, what, what happened? I look and I see the air conditioning vent. It's got all these pennies in it. All of a sudden it clicks. That's what he was doing. And so thankfully there's something called YouTube. And so I hopped on YouTube to see how can I fix this problem because I don't want to buy a new DVD player. Uh, I thought about maybe I should just sell the van and get a different van. No. Um, but anyways, uh, so I'm looking at it. You know what? And as I'm doing all of this work, a couple hours later, um, I'm about to plug it back in and start the car. And then all of a sudden it dawned on me, maybe I should pray and make sure this works. So I prayed, Lord, please help this to work. Amen. And I turned it on and praise the Lord, it works. And I said, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you for fixing this. You know what's funny? Right after I said that, I thought, what would I have done if it wasn't working? I would have said, Lord, what did you do? Now I got to go spend a couple hundred dollars and get this fixed. Why didn't you fix this? And uh, isn't that true so many times in our own life that uh, God brings something into our life and he fixes it, if you will. Oh, thank you, Lord. But then all of a sudden it doesn't go the way that we thought it could go. And we question and we question God. Uh, You know what? God, number one was don't worry what God wants for you. God wants the very best for you, but he wants you to know who he is and to trust him. That is our job is to trust him and to worship him. Get to know God. His guidance is never going to steer you wrong. So um, number next here, number next, I got um, my pages all mixed up. Praise the Lord here. Let's go to, um, bear with me here. There we go. Uh, Let's take our, oh, right there, Proverbs 6.23. It says this, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproofs and instruction are the way of life. Number two, I want to say this morning, and um, before, I, before I say this, I think I missed this on your worksheet, I'm sorry, uh, but when you start really loving Jesus, you start doing things differently. When you start loving Jesus, you start doing things differently. You know what? It's amazing when those that don't know who Christ is, what do you, what do you mean you're going to church again? Uh, what do you mean you're, you're, you're uh, going to church on a Sunday night and a Wednesday night? Didn't you already go? And um, you know what? I, I'll, I'll say it this way. Um, I saw this this last week, and it was on the internet, and I don't know if it's true or not, but the, 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 the question was convicting to me. It said this, if you make church optional, your kids will eventually find it unnecessary. And that convicted me. You know what, can I just tell you something? I don't always feel like going to church. I don't. Um, and you know what, that's more of a reason to go to church. I need to be encouraged. Uh, and I know that you can read your Bible at home, and you should be reading your Bible at home, uh, but you need to come to the church to get encouraged, to encourage one another, and to hear the Word of God. And you know what? I know I just have small children right now, and in a couple years they'll be teenagers. Hopefully the Lord comes back before then. Um, but I know that maybe someday, <laughs> and all those that have teenagers said amen right there. Um, but I know that someday they might not want to come to church. I used to joke, uh, my testimony was that I was drugged as a child, and everybody gets shocked when I say that. So yeah, I was drugged a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And you know what? It helped me. It helped me. Now, I didn't always feel like going to church. You know what? And there was times I know that my mom and dad probably didn't feel like going to church, but I was thankful they made it a point to realize that that is an important thing that we should do. I'll tell you this, I only live 20 steps from the church. I understand 
Thursday morning is hard after Wednesday night, getting back from Wednesday night, getting the kids up ready for school. That is tough. You know when it also is tougher when they're teenagers and they don't even want to go to church? I'd rather my kid be grumpy on a Thursday morning uh, than to them to not even want anything to do with Christ. And again, I am the last one to be saying that. My kids are little tiny kids. I have no idea how it's like to raise teenagers, okay? So please, I'm not throwing stones. I'm just putting that out there that let's make church, let's like make, make God a priority. When you start really loving Jesus, you start doing things differently. Number two, Proverbs 6.23. I read that verse. I'll read it again just for getting us back to number two. Find out every single detail before you choose. Now, Follow me on this. Uh, that verse there in Proverbs 6.23, a lamp and a light, also reminds me of the Bible verse in Psalm that the word is like a, a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. You know, I, I'm not a very good driver at night. I don't have really good night vision. I like driving during the day. Uh, a couple times we thought it would be wise uh, to maybe go on a family trip and leave at night so the kids will sleep the whole time in the car, and then we'll get there and everything will be great. You know what happens mostly? They do. They sleep. I can't find my turns. I lose all my turns in the middle of the night, and then we get there, and we're exhausted, and the kids are ready to go for the day. And so, anyways, don't, don't do that. But uh, I like to be able to see what's up ahead. But you know what? When it's dark outside, or it's dark in my house, I very much in my toes agree with this. I very much want to see what is right in front of me. I think probably the worst thing that I've ever experienced is walking into a hitch and it hits you right on the shin. Anybody ever done that before? I mean, if you've done that before, you know that's just, you don't recommend. 10 out of 10, don't recommend doing that. Uh, but that, that does not feel good. Uh, but you know what? It's probably because I was, looking, I was looking over here. And so the Lord gives us his word to focus on what he has for us today. You know, many times I'd like to see the future. Uh, but maybe, many of you can attest here, I'm so glad I didn't know what was coming. I would have been very fearful. I just need to trust God, trust God today. And so what am I saying? Find out every single detail before you choose. What I'm saying is this. I'm not saying let's make a foolish decision, but I'm saying this. Sometimes we just need to step out in faith and trust God. God told us to do this. Hey, it doesn't make sense, but Lord, I'm trusting you, and I'm going to step out, and I'm going to make this decision. Proverbs 16 says this. A man's heart divides it this way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Proverbs 20, 24, man's goings are of the Lord. How can a man then understand his own way? I want the Lord to direct my steps. I don't want Caleb Schnur to direct his steps uh, for the sake of even my own family. I want to make sure that God's blessing is in my family's life, not because of something, a foolish decision that I've made, but because of what God has told us to do. And I think about um, how really a lot of times God just gives, wants us to live moment by moment because that's sometimes we can only have enough faith moment by moment or enough grace that he gives to us moment by moment. Uh, there's a difference between following somebody and knowing somebody. I think many of us in here that have asked Jesus Christ to come to the heart say, oh, yeah, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Well, let me ask you this. Do you know him? Oh yeah, I know he died for me. I know that he rose again on the third day, but do you know who Jesus Christ is. Many of us, all of us would say, I don't know him enough. I need to know him more. And the more I know him, the more I love him. Uh, silly, silly illustration. You've heard it 50,000 times. Let's do it one more time here. But if I was just at, at the altar, tell my wife when we got married, I love you. I'll let you know if it changes. And I never told her again, or I never spent any more time with her again. That would be a foolish decision. Uh, would probably read about me in the paper. I forget what page the obituaries are on, but uh, that would be the page. Um, but you know what? It's, it's amazing. The more time I spend with my wife, the more I 
love her. I hope it's the same way around. I think she's in the nursery. Hopefully she can hear me right now. But, uh, uh, but the more I get, spend time with her, the more I want to spend more time with her. And you know what? It's amazing when you don't spend time with somebody and you don't get to know them. You don't know who they are. And so when they say something, you're like, I don't know if that's true. Well, we know what we, the Word of God. We know that the Word of God is true, but we don't go. We don't read it enough. We don't know Him enough. And so, let me just say, our job isn't to know every detail. Our job is to know God and to trust God. We don't have to know every little detail. Uh, the best way to make wise choices is to saturate your mind with the truth, and that's the Word of God. That's the Word of God. And so, when you filter everything, uh, you turn on the news and you filter this through the Word of God, and you can know what is true. Uh, you filter what someone, uh, how the way that they live, and you filter it through the Word of God. That is what is true. We don't just need uh, people who know what to do. We need people who are living, living the truth. I want, I want to just challenge you on this point number two. I know maybe many of us are following Jesus, but I want to challenge you. Know him, know him more. Not only, uh, you know, we, not only don't worry about what God wants for you or to find out every single detail before you choose, but number three. Believe that God's greatest goal is only your happiness. Believe that God's greatest goal is only your happiness. You know, maybe you think, I have the right. In fact, I deserve to be happy and successful. Now, praise the Lord, there are some temporal things that we can enjoy here on this earth, okay? Uh, but uh, they're temporal. They're going to burn up someday. And um, let me say it this way, if I can, especially speaking to the teenagers. I love pizza, okay? I love tacos, I enjoy those things. I get great joy uh, until I go on the scale, again, like I mentioned, and it's not, it's not joyful anymore. But many of us do this with God. Uh, we, um, we just, we think that, Lord, why aren't you blessing me? Or why, why, why am I, well, because our, our faith and trust is in circumstances. It's not in the one who's in control of everything. Proverbs 6.23, again, for the commandment is a lamp and the laws of light and reproofs and instruction are the way of life. Let me just say this. God isn't concerned about our happiness. He's really concerned about our holiness. And when you live a life that is holy and pleasing to God, it's amazing how much happier you are because you are walking uh, before the Lord how he'd want you to. Uh, I said this in 815. I'll say it again. But the, it's amazing. As I, uh, if, if, you know, if, the, if we pictured God over here, over here, I, I look pretty good. You know, but as I draw closer to him, and all of a sudden that light comes onto my life, I say, ooh, I don't know about this. I don't want him to see this. This is very shameful. And uh, we start to take it. We look over here. Hey, hey, I'm not as bad as this person over here. But then as we get closer to God, it's, oh, man, it's almost, it's almost hurtful. Like, oh, man, I'm just, I'm a wretch. I'm so unrighteous. And, uh, but, but praise the Lord for Jesus Christ and his blood that washes away, washes away all of our sin. And so uh, we can find joy in Christ even when there's no joy to be found in this world. And uh, we are, as a child of God, this is not our home. We're just passing through. And I'm looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, maybe soon, maybe before we get out today. And praise the Lord uh, for that. So this means sometimes making the hard choice of saying no to something that maybe we really want, because we know that God doesn't want that for us. He has something greater in store down the road. So let me ask you this question. Maybe instead of saying this choice that's presented with me today, is this going to make me happy or is this going to please God? Is this going to please, would this honor God or is this going to please me? And when you honor God and you live after the way that he'd like you to, it's amazing the happiness that you will experience. I think it's here on your worksheet, but you know what's going to rob your joy faster than anything else is when you know what the right thing is to do 
and you don't do it. We know the truth, the truth of what God tells us to do. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, probably my favorite verses in Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. We, we know that uh, our task is, we know it just right here, our task is to, to lean, not into our own understanding, but all our ways acknowledge, acknowledge the Lord. It's, it's not our job to maybe uh, learn uh, or to lean, but it is our job to let God, uh, or sorry, it's God's job to lead us, and we are to follow after him and to know who he is. Um, believe that God's uh, greatest goal is only your happiness. Now, don't misunderstand me. God wants us to be happy. He wants his children to be happy. But I just want to make a point again. He's concerned about our holiness. Uh, and he's concerned about how we live. It's, it, uh, it's, it's almost like the fact of uh, my, my children. I want them to be happy. Uh, I, I, don't, I like it when they get something that they really enjoy. But if their attitude stinks, I'm not too happy about what, what they're enjoying. Their focus, their focus is way off. It's on the things that they're, it's around them, but it's not on their relationship and what is, what is right to do. Uh, number four, and then we'll get to the, the challenge today. Number four, do it all on your own. That's how to make a foolish choice. Do it all on your own. Let's go to two more passages of Scripture. Uh, if you can mark uh, Proverbs 11 and Proverbs 14. I'd like to look at two verses here. Two verses that I love to stand on when making a choice. Uh, I need these in my, in my life here. I'm thankful for um, the Word of God and where this is recorded here that Solomon tells us in Proverbs 11, 14. says, Where no counsel is, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is what? Safety. Look at Proverbs 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of what? Death. You know, there is many things in this life that I think I know, um, but, it's, but there's, a lot of, there's a whole lot more that I know I don't know. <laughs> the older I get, there's more things I don't understand, more things I don't know. Um, but I'm thankful for the Word of God. I, I, I want to illustrate it to you this way, okay? Um, when you have an issue with someone that maybe someone else has gone through something and they can speak into your life, says, hey, I've, been ex I've experienced this. Can I share with you how the Lord helped me through this? Your ears are a little bit more sensitive to that. You'd be a fool not to listen to what uh, counsel that they would give you. Uh, I think about it this way. There, when a young tree is planted, it's at a risk of being whipped about by the wind. If the sapling is tied to a single stake and pulled in one direction, it's going to grow up leaning hard to that side. It will be uprooted by a storm or grow crooked. That's why it's important to stake a tree from multiple directions. The tension on the three different sides help a tree to grow straight and true. Its roots will deepen, its trunk will strengthen, and it will bear much fruit. With the right support, a tree will grow to be a glorious thing. You know, trees and people are not uh, so different from each other. Uh, we need to, obviously, we need the Word of God, we need God to direct us, but you need to surround yourself, uh, teenagers and adults, you need to surround yourself with people who will give you godly counsel. Not tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear according to the Word of God. And um, I think about many times in my life where I was thankful. I didn't understand. A person was speaking into my life and said, oh, I'll, let me illustrate it this way. This popped in my head. I remember, uh, again, many of you know my, my testimony of, 
uh, growing up with my wife in the youth group. Uh, we weren't allowed to date in high school. Uh, it wasn't until there was 2,500 miles apart, I was in California and she was in Illinois, that her dad said, okay, now you can date. And so uh, thankful for it now, wasn't thankful for it then. But I remember after my freshman year, going back to my sophomore year of college, and I'm ready to get married. I got it all figured out. And I remember talking to him, um, kind of just along the lines of, hey, I'd like to propose, and I'd like to get married, and then I'll go out to college in California, because it's so cheap to live there, and I'll go out there, and uh, I'll finish my college studies while we're married. And um, this is what's, what's amazing. I had a, a job that was $18 an hour, uh, not, not really terrible maybe in some places, but that was a decent job in that time. But I was in college, and it was $800 a month for food, for a place to stay, and an education. I, didn't, I thought that was expensive uh, until my friend who graduated college there then went and lived in a very small apartment, smaller than the lobby that's out there in our, in our church lobby there. And it was a one bedroom, kitchen and living room, and uh, the, the, the bathroom was a, the washer and dryer were in there as well. $1,700 a month to stay in there. And uh, it wasn't even the utility, utilities there as well. Uh, but you know, when I was a little frustrated, and he says, why don't you just finish college, save up some money, and wait till after you graduate to get married. I was a little frustrated, but you know what? I was very thankful for it then because I would have been in, I would still be in financial debt uh, if that was the case. And so maybe I didn't understand it then. Such a silly illustration, but what I am saying is this: uh, maybe so, uh, you need you need to surround yourself with godly counsel, and you, maybe you don't like what they have to say, but according to the Word of God, it is it is wise. It's wise counsel, and we need to hearken unto counsel and surround yourself with uh, godly counsel. Wise choices are the result of spending time with God and with people who are following after him. And um, I can't stress enough that, I, that we, need, we need to encourage one another, but we also need to speak truth in love to one another and say, hey, let me, let me share with, with word, from the word of God how this has helped me. We need to have more spiritual conversations, not just talk about the sports, talk about the weather, but let's talk about what God has been doing in our life. You know what, I, I, I remember it to this day. I've probably shared it here before. Many of many have heard it, but I remember there was an old gentleman in my church who gave a testimony. He was losing the vision in his, in his eyes, and uh, he gave the prayer request in church. Uh, or, or we were about to go out soul winning, and uh, then I got paired up to go out door knocking with him. I had no idea as a 14, 15-year-old boy what to say to someone who's going blind. And I just said, you know, I said, uh, his, his name was George. I said, Brother George, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm sorry to hear the news. He said, Caleb, I counted a privilege that God would trust me with this trial. I remember being like, what? Um, that doesn't make sense. But you know what? That spoke volumes in my life because I saw the faith that he had in Jesus Christ through probably one of the darkest times in his life. And um, not, no, no pun intended, I'm not trying to be funny, but it was an eye-opening experience to me to trust God no matter what. Even when things aren't going the way you think it should, but to trust God like you should, uh, like, um, just like other people in my life and encourage me. So here's the challenge. Here's the challenge, and I'm done. Number one, make God's will the most important thing in your life. Make God's will the most important thing in your life. Lord, what do you have me to do today? Lord, guide my steps. Lord, guide my words. Help me to run into someone who needs to hear the gospel today and help me to fulfill your will today. Make God's will the most important thing in your life. Number two, fall deeply in love with God so you get to know him more and more deeply every day. I hope as a child of God, that we're not just our only, and I'm glad that you're here, I'm glad that you're listening, I hope that our Bible time is not only Sunday morning, because you're not going to survive. Uh, you need, I can't stress enough how important it is to live in the Word of God. Say, so I don't understand it. 
Well, the more you read it, the more you're going to understand it. Talk to someone who maybe understands it a little bit better. Say, I don't understand this verse. Can you help me understand what God's trying to say here in this passage of Scripture? Uh, we, and I just think, just even as, as, as a Christian, as a husband, as a father, how important it is for me to walk with God. Uh, and and I want, if I could just challenge our men here in our church, we need more spiritual leaders uh, in our homes. The devil is constantly on attack for our homes, for our families, for our children. And uh, if we're not teaching them what the Bible says, I'm not going to leave it up to somebody else to teach them what God said because they're gonna, there's going to be a whole, different, a whole different story if someone else teaches, teaches them lies. Uh, next, be more concerned about your holiness than your happiness. Uh, Lord, I want to walk uh, holy, acceptable in your sight. Uh, Lord, if it means getting rid of some things that maybe bring me temporal happiness, Lord, I want to be holy. I don't want to. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want my my life to stink in the nostrils of a of a holy God. And here's the last thing, and then I'll close. Surround yourself with godly friends. And I put this for the for the teenagers too, and adults, and have no secrets with them. We need to have godly friends. And teenagers, you need to have some adults in your life that are some spiritual giants in your life that you can look to that can help give you guidance. And when I say have no secrets with them, every time we talk with someone, hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. Uh, but maybe we need to have some people that say, you know what? I'm not doing okay. I'm struggling in this area. I'm having some moments of some, uh, some doubt, and I need some help in this. I, I, many times, my wife and I will have a, a conversation. I'll, I'll start off the conversation. I'll say to my wife, I'm discouraged right now. So it's your turn to be encouraging, because uh, we both can't be discouraged. Otherwise, this is going to be a terrible party of pity party of two. Uh, and then uh, vice versa, when she's discouraged, i got to be encouraging through the word of God to say, the Lord, the Lord <laughs> is in control, and the Lord knows what is best. And let me just, as in closing, I want to say this. All of us, I said at the beginning, I want to close with this. All of us have a choice at some point of our life to choose to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, or choose to reject him and say, I want nothing to do with that. Uh, maybe you're here this morning, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. I want to encourage you that you're in good company today because all of us would rejoice with you if you would make that decision to say, you know what? I'm not perfect. I am a sinner. I, I, there's no way I can earn my way to heaven. The Bible talks about that uh, our, 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 our ways are un, uh, unrighteous. They're filthy rags. The Bible says in Ephesians 2, that, for by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Uh, say, hey, I, I'm a sinner. I can't earn my way to heaven. But you know what? There was a payment that was paid, and that was Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins and resur resurrecting on that third day. And if you never made that choice to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, I pray that you would make that decision today. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. Don't put off. Don't put this thing off. I'm not trying to scare or spook anybody into salvation, but maybe this might be the only opportunity or last opportunity you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Don't turn that off. Maybe you're thinking, oh, there's some things that kind of got to get in order before I ask Christ to come into my life. No, backwards. Get Christ into your life so he can get that in order for you. And if you've never made that decision today, I challenge you and encourage you uh, to come talk to pastor, talk to myself, come see someone that would be able to show you from the Bible how you can accept Jesus Christ as your Savior and have a home in heaven for eternity.